Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is already going bad. <laughs> Y'all, I've convinced my brother-in-law, Willie Powers, to come on my Midweek Mom and Dad, Good We've morning. Changed It podcast, because we're in quarantine, y'all. Corona. So we have quarantined together. My sister has been married to Willie for how many years now? <laughs> I didn't know you were going to ask me trick questions. <laughs> We have been married for 14 years. So, Willie is really... 14 years of bliss. Willie's really like my brother because he has been with me through all of my adolescent phases where I was a hot mess, we could say. Oh, yeah. We could definitely say that. <laughs> Willie... We've been quarantining, to, quarantining together for a long time. Willie has taught me... Would you drop your diet coat? No. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's all fine. Um, when I was in the midst of, I mean, what crises have you helped me navigate? You can be honest. I'm very real on this podcast. Well, um, I mean, we rescued you from Spain. Oh God, you it started were back in studying Spain. Studying abroad. You hated my guts. Oh, I hated you. You hated me. Tell everyone how I hated you. I was such a little brat. Well, it wasn't your fault. I mean, your sister and I I were... I forget that I was such a brat. Oh, my gosh. Young puppy love. We were calling each other nicknames, and you just had like squinty mad eyes. I know you're squinty mad eyes. You and Catherine were like, hey, number one. Hey, number one. There's my number one. (laughs) Everyone was sick of it. Y'all were so goo goo gaga <laughs> in love. I was like, look at her, she's hot. I was anti love at that point too. I'd never been in love, and I thought love was stupid. And now all of a sudden, you, I think you were taking all of my attention from Catherine because she used to dote on me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and now well, she could have given two cents about me. She is the ultimate caretaker, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you had had um, had the blessing of that. And sorry if I. She like ruled my life. She made my college schedules for me. She cooked me every dinner. Yes. I would take when I went to Baylor for a year. I would take my laundry over there. She would do all my laundry. Have She's it folded. The bomb. I came. Up, we're now that we're quarantined together again. We shared laundry. We did mm-hmm. all of our laundry in one. She had everything folded up perfectly, like it was on a display at Buckle. Dude, <laughs> I mean that she she does it all day long. I don't know how she keeps up with it all, but 
Anyway, yes, I'm sure I stole a little bit of that from you back then. Um, I think I was just jealous because y'all were cute. (laughs) We were pretty cute. Anyway, that was fun. We went and picked you up from... Spain. Compostela. What was it? San Jose de Compostela. uh, Santiago de Compostela. And you had been eating a potato... What are those things called? Oh, These it's, little sandwiches. It's I mean, called, the, um, so here's the thing: in Spain, potato sandwich. They have a uh, potato espanola. Or something oh, that like was that. it. It was my favorite. They have they sell cookies everywhere you go with fiber in them because the food is so constipating in that country that you have to eat these fiber cookies just to process it all. But. That was fun. We went and ran with the bulls. And you ran with the bulls. Well, God, ran I, from the bulls. I wish I would have had more consciousness at this time in my life. I was so insane in my head. I didn't know how to think straight. I didn't even know what I was trying to think about. So I don't. Everything's a big giant blur to Are me. Are you suggesting something's changed about that? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have much more focus now. <laughs> Back then, I probably was focused on, like, I was boy crazy. Oh, my God. I was so boy crazy. You have been through a lot of my boy craziness. Oh, man. So many boys. (laughs) All the boys. Willie's, like, a good judge of character. I would start trying to kind of date someone, especially when I was living in Austin, and he'd be like, "Mm." mm. Yeah. But, you know, then you met a man. But you knew Michael first part time, the first halftime show and second halftime show. You've known us I the did. whole time. I did, and he made a lot of sense to me the first time around, and made a lot of sense to me the second time around. <laughs> I think it's so great that you guys have ended up together, and uh, most notably because Sunny is so cute. She's really the the reason. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Back to running with the bulls. What was that experience like? Uh, it was really crazy. You know, the, the year that we did that, um, so a lot of new laws went into effect. <clears throat> Your dad, this is a this is kind of a cut birth family thing. Before we went, your parents had planned the trip. We were all going to go, <clears throat> but your parents had been on a bunch of trips, and I think they'd had some some of your dad's dentistry courses back to back, and they were blown out of traveling, and they elected to let us go. Um, we were not married at this time. Yeah, you and Catherine <clears throat> were not married. Yeah, no, we were, and I was like twenty. I wonder, wonder what year that was. Y'all got married when Catherine was 25. In 06. So y'all were probably 24? Yeah, we might have not even been engaged at that time. No, y'all were just young love kids floating around the world Super together. Annoying. All the annoying. You oh, were not and it wrong. was me, the angry, grumpy sister, and two people madly in love mm-hmm. sharing a hotel room in Spain, mm-hmm. traveling around together. Oh, I could have just thrown up. Well, <laughs> I was such a brat. I think I probably did throw up after drinking. <laughs> they had they sell that Rioja. It was like Dr Pepper and red wine mixed together. Sick. I mean, oh my gosh! But anyway, we had read your your dad had read this book. We're sitting around reading this book about how to run with the bulls. He googles a guy's name and calls four one one, which probably none of your listeners even know what that is. But you can dial four one one on a phone, and you could say, "I need the phone number for X Y Z person in X Y Z city." We call the guy at his house, and um, I'm getting instruction. You know, we didn't. We just kind of rolled into this. I don't know how to do this. We haven't talked about the safe word. What's the safe word? (laughs) The safe word. Um, What should it be? Well, I use a really offensive ones usually. I mean, we can go with mistletoe this time. What's okay? We'll go with mistletoe. All right. I don't even know. (laughs) Safe word. Willie's like, he's like, listen. What are we going to talk about? I'm like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Well, it's fine so far. <laughs> okay, we got mistletoe if we need it. 
So anyway, <clears throat> he calls the guy. He tells us how to do it. But when we get there, they have changed the rules. Now they had, you had to enter the street at one side and run all the way down to the Coliseum. And if you got to the Coliseum before the Bulls, the locals would pelt you with rotten tomatoes for being a coward. And oh, because so, you need to hang with the bulls that's like the right, men. That's right. The, the wussies are the ones who got to the Coliseum first, and they would just mm-hmm. rock you with, with rotten fruit. <laughs> so, But I didn't care. I ran as fast as I have ever run in my life as soon as they let these bulls on the street. Because well, the bulls <clears throat> buck people. They like actually they kill people. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's not safe. No, this is totally not and safe. And you're locked into the street. It's not like you can take a left if you get nervous. They have these huge barriers keeping you on the street and there are people above yelling at you this is a really insane thing people the do streets are slippery it's wet and soggy and everybody's drunk it's just it, it's a lot of fun <laughs> uh, <laughs> and leading up to this Catherine uh willie and i you wear these white outfits so you have like white pants and white shirt and a red sash that you tie around your waist that's right everyone in the entire city it's what's the city called pop uh shoot Mistletoe. <laughs> so you're wearing these red sashes around this white Pamplona, mm-hmm. <clears throat> white outfits, and everyone's drinking sangria. And they were like, "There's like people just holding pictures of sangria. You'll walk by and they'll pour it in your mouth. Like yes. it was just wild in the streets. We were in this wild party. We would have all had coronavirus. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. And then you wake up, you just drink all the time. Everyone's hanging out, and then the running of the bulls happened. So yep. everyone's drunk, which yes. is totally extra unsafe. Oh man. Well, anyway, I got to the, I ran down that street, got to the Coliseum. We were so happy to see you. I turned around because I wasn't going to run through that tunnel until there was bulls. And so I just waited and waited and waited until the first bull came around the corner and I started running. And so <laughs> he and I entered the stadium simultaneously knocked me over onto the ground the bull knocked you over well it's hard to explain but it's just a mass of human beings there were 40 or 50 people at that same time with the bull and so uh, i don't know anyway it was really fun (laughs) and it was a great baptism into being a member of your family because tell me why since then, I've done about 76 other insane things um, <laughs> that I never thought I would do. I mean, we have hiked the, uh, we've hiked all over the place. I mean, I, my family does not get together wearing matching puffy jackets and matching <laughs> hiking shoes and trudge over mountains, but your family does. And so we did Milford Trek, which we did was the in Milford New Zealand. Trek in New Zealand. That was beautiful. That was. Um, we were talking, Catherine and I were talking about that yesterday, going to do that again at some point with Genevieve, maybe. Um, and that's where we hiked like seven or eight miles a day. Yep. 35 miles total, but it was really nice. Mm -hmm. Like the the lawn men flew helicopters up and down the trail, keeping up with it. And you didn't have to pack water. You just had to pack a cup and you could scoop it out of the rivers. That was so cool. And then we did the Inca trail. That was a whole different story. Tell me about that one, Willie. Well, (laughs) And this is in Peru. The Inca Trail was did not have helicopter-clad people. They were like, it, it was, the rivers are dirty, the water is dangerous, the food is treacherous, and I think day three of that hike, I came down with the most awful <laughs> stomach disorder that a human being can get in the 
middle of nowhere. I you mean, cannot get out. We are in the we are three days in, so we're probably almost thirty miles in to the middle of nowhere. We're halfway to Machu Picchu. <clears throat> And halfway back home, there's no getting out. And there's nowhere to go to the bathroom. And you You've have to walk. keep going. You got to walk the rest of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing everything you can do when you have one of these stomach disorders. And to, to top it all off, disorder. the first night it hit me, and I'm not going to go into any too many details, <laughs> maybe a couple of details, but okay. I'm in a tent on a mountainside and I go, oh my goodness, I've got a problem. <laughs> I ran out of the tent to go to the bathroom. I get there. There's four of these, uh, the porters that came along with us who'd carried all the food and things like that. And they have this, in the restroom, they have, it's just basically a room and there's a hole in the middle of the room. <clears throat> and on either side of the hole, they have salt, it's saltillo tile floors, but the two holes next to the, or the two tiles next to the hole have footprints in them to show you exactly where you're supposed to stand. <clears throat> oh my gosh. So anyway, it's, it's just a hole in the ground to go to yeah. the bathroom. And, Did uh, you spend some time in there? Well, there was five guys in front of me and I had to wait for them. <laughs> it wasn't good. It was not good. I mean, I was throwing up. We had to go get some medicine from our guide in the middle of the night and... The the next three days were really rough. That's Your dad the worst came along. Time you know, like, to get that. I think we were we were either in we were engaged at this point. We weren't married, I don't think. Your dad came up to me, and I was still like, "He's Doctor Cutbirth." You know, I've got a lot of respect for him. He is. All my friends warned me when I started dating your sister. He is going to climb up a tree and, and you. shoot you in the middle of the night. <laughs> He's dangerous. Watch out for this guy. <laughs> and he came up to me and he put his hand on my shoulder as I'm crouched, throwing up over the side of this mountain, freezing cold, wet, <laughs> sick. You know, this is my hundredth mile to hike with your family. And he said, are you all right? And I said, get your effing hand off of me <laughs> <laughs> and he said understood and he kept walking he just knew i needed some peace and quiet to oh uh, my gosh just be there on the side of the hill but you really cleared the way for michael he has had it so much easier me. like i feel like you really had to like break the ice of like coming into our family and then michael's just gotten to float right in he owes me big time he totally does <laughs> i really took a lot of the uh took a lot of that you're a good sport, Willie. Yeah, and here I am. <clears throat> we still together, quarantining. So 14 years you've been married to Catherine. Yep. You've been through the many phases of my insanity. Wouldn't you say I've kind of started leveling up? You're though? awesome. You're not insane. <laughs> You're not. Eh. You are, uh, you are spirited. <laughs> Thank and you. And you... I think you've described yourself as somebody who has different versions of yourself, you know, when it comes to um, emotions and perception, you know, some days you wake up and it's, you're rocking and rolling some days, it's, you know, you're looking at it a different way, <clears throat> but you have always been kind, you have always been sweet, Except you've in always the beginning. been funny. Once I got yeah, over but my... even then, you know, that was, that was explainable. Yeah. It was understandable. I'm dating your older sister. And of I'm course that's annoying. Yeah. Still. Well, it's okay. I was, I didn't take it that way. I just was, I laughed it off. I thought it yeah. was, I, 
you know, it was a completely acceptable response to what you were dealing with. So. Well, and I used to be a lot more like angry and upset too, because I was so just lost and trying to navigate and find footing as you do. Everyone does it in different ways. I was a little more like angsty. <laughs> Isn't it surprising that you, when you're a kid, you think, I can't wait to be an adult, so I'll have everything figured out, and then, no, <laughs> nope. nothing's figured out, it's all the same, you know, you're still, you still have to wake up and work through, you know, everything, work through challenges. What have you learned about life? Because I feel like you're someone who I always think is really wise, like every time Michael and I are are stressed or like Michael's going through something. He's like, I just got to call Willie. I'm just going to call Willie and get his opinion on this. Cause he's got such a great opinion. And I feel that way about you. I feel like you always are able to have a good, clear, well-rounded opinion. Well, that's really sweet of you to say that, but I, um, I am human just like everybody else. You know, I, I have to think through things and find a way to, I can't take a lot of credit for that. I think I, I was born naturally wanting to be happy. I wake up every day trying to find a way to be happy. And I'm about 50% logical. And so I can use logic to get there and and leisure to get there. Okay. Um, so I, <clears throat> you know, the logic side of me spends a lot of time wondering about the the math it's going to take to where I don't wake up in a panic, you know, like during this, this coronavirus thing, you know, how do you keep your house in order so that when I'm in the oil and gas business and it is very mercurial, I mean, you, we've had years where we've made lots and lots of money. We have had years where we made zero money mm -hmm. and so the logic side of me says the year the zero years are coming again uh -huh. in the lots of lots of years put it away and be ready for that um you know I, so i think there i mean your question was what have i learned about life mm -hmm. life is just going to be up and down and over i mean you just got to be ready for the ups have fun when it's up Rain it in when it's when it's down like this week. We ain't ordering everything off Amazon <laughs> this week, you know. We're not. Uh, we did eat uh, at the nicest uh, takeaway from the nicest uh, sushi place. We had to take advantage times. of the fact that they were offering takeaway. I when mean, does that happen? I pull in there. I pulled in there with a trailer and a, <laughs> and a lawnmower on the back of it. The side by side. Yeah, well, probably not their standard customer, but anyway. <clears throat> yeah, I think you just. Uh, if if you are finding yourself unhappy for me it's usually because i'm not doing something engaging or i don't feel good and so i would say when you're when you're in that state of mind go for a walk you don't have to lose 20 pounds today just <laughs> yeah. go for a walk get your blood moving yeah if you ate a bunch of cookies yesterday, before you eat all the cookies today, we're having to do this in, in quarantine, by the way. We have so much good food here. <laughs> I eat Doritos and a Dr. Pepper for breakfast every mom, morning. Your Sharon, is the world's most wonderful um, supplier and caretaker and quartermaster. This house has probably 17,000 rounds of ammunition <laughs> and a bunch of food. By the way, if you think about coming here to get any of that, you won't make it through the front gate. We're very good with our rifles. <laughs> Yeah, y'all have been hog hunting every night. Last night, Michael and I go outside to sit on the front porch, and Willie's out there on the side-by-side, -side, which is full of inner tubes because they're floating down the river, like, siding in a hog. <laughs> I'm like, barefoot. 
Well, you it's know, great. I love it. When they run past, that's when you got to shoot them. I you know. know. So, um, but no, we. Uh, I, I think that you know I have had to make a, a conscious decision to eat some carrots before I eat some Twix, and that's because oh. I want to feel good, you know. And and so when you're feeling good, you can think good. When you think good, you can feel emotionally good. And so mm-hmm. I don't know. That's I just try to stay feeling good and and do things that don't get me in trouble. Yeah. You know, that's, <coughs> I just don't want to be in trouble. Don't, <laughs> don't want to be in trouble. Where does that stem from not wanting to be in trouble? I was born that way. I hated being in trouble when I was a kid. Like, you know, they would write your name on the chalkboard when you're in trouble. Oh man. Just seeing my name on the board, if that ever happened and it was never my fault, mom, <laughs> uh, the other kids were talking to me, but, um, yeah, I just never, ever wanted to be in trouble. I don't like that. And it's probably, you know, the the deeper side of that is an ego thing or, you know, you just want to be looking like you're doing a good job. Um, and it's, uh, do you, I mean, do we talk about the Enneagram? Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm of number course. seven. Yeah, you're um, seven. I don't, I've never read the book. I've just been diagnosed as this <laughs> by you and your sister. Well, um, no, we made you take a test. Oh, yeah, that's right. Out here, actually. Mm-hmm. So my, I mean, my pursuit is leisure, right? I'm always looking for a good time and being in trouble is an interruption of that. Yeah. And so I don't want to live in the doldrums. I don't want your sister to be mad at me. I don't want my parents to be mad at me. I don't want my teachers to be mad at me. And um, you just want to stay lighthearted. Yes. And you can't do that if you're, if you're doing stupid stuff. That's very true. So you've kind of always just gravitated in that direction. Selfishly to keep the party going. <laughs> I want everybody to be having fun. You know, and Michael's a seven too. And I feel like y'all, he'll get a little, he doesn't care if people are mad at, us, at, mad at him a little bit less than you. Did I say that right? I mean, he's a little, he's a little more fine with, he's a Taurus too. So he's a little more bullish sometimes. Oh, oh, <clears throat> oh, wait a minute. We're going to do that. But no, but y'all get Is along. Is that real? Oh yeah, what is your sign? Uh, cancer, you and me. You're a crap. No, I'm a. Oh, you're Leo. on the end I'm a of lion. July. Oh yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. Tiger, Tiger King, the Lion King. <laughs> is everybody watching Tiger King? Oh my gosh. Oh man, it is something else. Thank God for Tiger King. It really has has saved the world. I know. We've all got something to talk about. Uh huh. That we all can laugh about and relate to. <laughs> Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. So tell me about your childhood. What, your, how did you get shaped by your childhood? Because there's a bunch of y'all and y'all grew up on a farm. <clears throat> and you yeah. did crazy things with like knives and things y'all were like always playing with dangerous tools i mean i have lived a charmed lifestyle life i mean <laughs> as, as a kid i had parents i think this this weighs into everything you know My because it parents shapes who you are eventually me. he's gonna give some parenting advice to all the dads out Ooh, there oh okay. later on we'll get I'm, to that. I'm almost 40 i'm not quite old enough to give advice your dad said 50 was the year you could start when you're 50 you can give advice okay. but then he turned 60 and he said you had to be 60 to give advice. <laughs> so basically how old he it's is. A, it's a rolling number. <laughs> um, yeah, and I had a wonderful childhood. I have uh, five great brothers and sisters who, there was a, the older crop of four, then there were nine years, then I came along, and then my parents had Tim, the play friend for me. So Tim and I kind of had our own thing going in childhood. That That age gap obviously is gone away at this point we're all in the stride of of life and working together on things but <clears throat> the um yeah we had a cool i we you said i grew up on a farm really i we we have a family ranch it's a that, ranch like that, there's, what's a yeah it's a, well, big a farm ranch. Uh, the difference in texas between a farm and a ranch is a farm is where you grow crops oh and a ranch is where you raise animals okay <clears throat> Now there's there may be people who refute my definition on that, but um, we have a farm and a ranch. But but I was shaped by our time spent out there. We actually lived in the city in Corpus Christi okay. proper in a neighborhood, <clears throat> and we lived right across the street, directly across the street from my grandparents, and down the street from my aunt and uncle. And so we were surrounded by family. We were very family oriented coronavirus is going to cancel our family easter party this year which is um <clears throat> a great sadness because it's when we all get together my grandmother's sister's families there's hundreds of us now mm -hmm. we're catholic so we have lots of babies um, <clears throat> yep <clears throat> and yeah we just uh, we lived right across from corpus christi bay so we would get up on saturday morning and walk over there and have go fishing for a few hours and and go to the ranch and my my parents were just perfect parents and continue to be perfect parents and your mom is so witty and funny she's awesome and your dad's just so chill and sweet yes he's papa bear you mm -hmm. know that nobody's going hungry as long as he's alive he takes you know he, i've always had that in the background like i I don't have to worry about anything. He would come <clears throat> and save me. My mom would come and save me. You know, I think that's, that would be my parenting advice is if you can create a scenario like I had where you, your kids know you're devoted to them at all costs. 
uh, it really does create a sense of foundation that I've always had under my feet. And <clears throat> I felt it back then. It was so fun. We just, I, I loved my childhood. I, I would go back to it. It just, we had a ball. We were always making things, tinkering with things, exploring. What's a favorite memory? Ooh, um, gosh. The first one, one that comes to mind. <clears throat> it doesn't have to be the favorite, the first one that comes to mind. I'm trying to think of a memory. <laughs> or you can spice a few together. I mean, my, my very favorite thing to do was to go to the ranch. We had a house there and a little swimming pool. And there was this bridge. <clears throat> oh, I'll tell you, this is a good one. Okay. So you could walk to this bridge and go. we would go fishing and catch. It, it was fresh water and salt water, so you could catch alligator gars and redfish all in the same place which was super cool my little brother and i were fishing i don't know how old i was maybe seven he was four um and i got my hook stuck in the tree and i was yanking it trying to get it out of the tree and i it came flying back at me and stuck (laughs) in my thumb deep 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 in my thumb and i cried i said go get help you know we were out there with my dad by himself and my this will show some good parenting too. <clears throat> so Tim sprints back to the house, gets my dad. My dad comes driving down and takes and cuts the string, takes me back to the house and sits me down on the back porch and he says, "All right. We've got two options here. You can I can pull this hook out and we can stay here at the ranch for the rest of the weekend." Or I can take you into the hospital and they can wash it with some alcohol and and cut it open and pull it out the right way. I said, well, let's stay here. Let's stay here. <laughs> of course, I don't want to, A, I don't want to interrupt my weekend. And B, seven. I don't. Want, exactly. Yeah. B, I don't want to be cut open. And, you know, he, he stitched in that it was not going to be cool if we went into the hospital. <laughs> yeah. He goes over to this pine tree in the yard, snaps off a limb, brings it over to me, gets a rusty pair of pliers. Um, my dad never had good tools. He always had just whatever was left over. <clears throat> He's, he gives me the stick and he says, bite down on this stick. No. And he holds my, he grabs my hand, oh. grabs the hook with the pliers and pulls and it doesn't come out. Stop. And I snapped the stick in half. <laughs> <laughs> and I just had, I mean, my eyes were just red and watery and I'm trying not to cry. And he looked in my eyes and he said, I'm sorry. I promise I'm going to get it next time. <laughs> Please tell me he does get it this time. And he, I mean, put all his, my dad is this mighty guy, six foot three, huge, just like that unintentional muscle you know and he just jerked it out of there and it came free oh. i still have a scar on the thumb so did it rip your finger did he cut the, it like, made the a crunching sound off? when it came out no that wasn't an option like, because it was cut... a treble hook oh which all the real fishermen are it's it got three <laughs> hooks on it all the oh. real fishermen are going and what a chump but oh anyway um uh, wow that that was not comfortable but <laughs> got the weekend kept going and and You're so fine. we had fun yeah here you sit to this day and i got a story and and a lot of our lives was like that just what was the one with the parachute and tim 
Oh man! Well, <laughs> <laughs> my brother Edmund had bought a parachute because that's what you do. Sa- yeah, at a yard sale. <laughs> oh, here's a parachute. We can think of something fun to do with that. <clears throat> and <laughs> so, down on the Gulf Coast, where we where the ranch is, it's windy all the time. And this was a particularly windy day. We find this thing in the back of my brother's truck. I, we were probably teenagers at this point. And all we had for a rope was a lasso. And so we got a, cor- a piece of corrugated steel, basically a, a giant knife. And we were going to sit on this thing like a sled and let the parachute pull us down the road. Well, we just put the lasso part around my brother's stomach like a loop, a noose. And, <laughs> Perfect. And I said, all right, great. He was always the guinea pig. Tim, if you're the listening, I'm so one. sorry. I know. Poor you know, Tim. I owe you whatever you need. Just, <laughs> I'll give it to you. But <clears throat> anyway, we go. He sits on this tin. He's got the loop around his stomach, around his waist. And I grab, I stretch the string out, grab the parachute, and I flap it up into the wind. And it instantly goes <laughs> and fills with air and sucks that cinches he the rope down on his stomach suffocated. he looks like a cartoon character with his eyes bulging out of his face because <laughs> he's now being cut in half by this rope and it goes and it's dragging him oh across the field and i'm running behind him you know probably barefooted through these thorns he's, we have these terrible thorns called mesquite he's getting killed by all these thorns and Finally, I catch up to him and I grab him, but all I'm doing is putting force in the other direction. So, so it's the rope turning. So I had to run finally and run all the way and like tackle, tackle the, the parachute. Tackle the parachute. And um, <laughs> we looked at each other like, well, we did it again. Survived another <laughs> potential injury. So. Oh my gosh. Your mom is a saint for having all those kids. I don't know how farm. she's still kicking. Because she's so. Your mom has got such a spunky personality. I love your mom. She's a blast. She has been the perfect mom. We we talk at least once a week, um, and and really more than that, three or four times a week. And we just have very um, similar, you know, brains. We just y'all think do. alike. And y'all mm-hmm. both enjoy humor a lot. Oh, yeah. Y'all are good at making... She's a little naughty, a little edgy. A little naughty. Yeah, yeah. Y'all are good, good at way. making situations feel... Find the humor in them, even when things are sad. Like, you, you'll you be sad and you'll feel feelings, but yet you can always bounce out of it with some humor. And your mom does that really well, too. Definitely. Definitely. It's a great way to just get through things. You know, if you can't laugh at yourself, we are all going to die. Mm-hmm. That is... A guarantee and if you can stitch that belief into your life um where you can laugh off these things that happen because things are gonna happen um <clears throat> i remember my grandmother we had uh something happened in the family and my mom went to tell her she was 91 years old and, and you know it, she had to share some bad news with granny and she said mom i am i am so sorry i have to tell you this and she said i'm the perfect person to tell i'm 91 years old i've seen it all i know these things happen Mm -hmm. and that was a great perspective and i think she 
you know, my, my grandmother was very stoic. She never got worked up about anything stoic to the point of like almost emotionless. And, Mm -hmm. um, and we've kind of rebounded in the other direction in our generation. So, but she was a wonderful, you know, kind of give you that perspective. Like you can tell a joke about this because tomorrow's coming and yesterday's over and let's keep on going. Yeah. So what has your perspective been now that you're a husband, you're a father of a nine-year-old, you're almost 40, what is your kind of life perspective? Like, how have you navigated these chapters? Well, uh, I love being a husband. Your what do you sister, love about it? I, it is, we are yin and yang, as you know, your <laughs> sister and I. She is type A, you know, very ducks in a row, very organized. I am... Half the time she tells me something, she has to tell it to me again because my brain was thinking and I didn't even hear what she said. You know, like I am just distracted and I'm always thinking of new ideas, creating, and she's always organizing. So we have been a perfect match because she doesn't, I think she would, she would own this. She does not have a lot of novel ideas. She's not a creative person by nature. She is a good organizer, but she doesn't have... She's not making new things. Um, she loves because, to organize things yes. and get them like in perfect condition. Right. And so if. Which sounds terrible <clears throat> to someone who's always creating things. Yeah, I don't care. I want, I mean. But it's great. You need that person. I am a tornado. <laughs> I mean, I leave a, a pile of debris behind me everywhere I go. And, uh, but I'm also self-aware and I try not to be, you know, problematic about it all. And she is also very self-aware too. So we've been able to blend that, you know, we started a business together and I can kind of see the future and she can take care of the present. Mm -hmm. It's a good team. uh, That's great. She has been so, so really marriage is just great. I mean, I married obviously really, really well. Um, and definitely married above, what I should have been able to expect. And so, um, I love marriage and then fatherhood is just incredible. We have a nine year old daughter, Genevieve, who is, um, we call her the great enthusiast. Everything she does, she does with gusto Mm -hmm. and she has been, uh, the perfect child, a real blessing. And so, um, I have no complaints. I, I, couldn't have it couldn't have worked out better for me at this point and so i love it and i feel your your sister makes me feel the way my dad and my mom make me feel you know just very sturdy mm-hmm. i know that when you're when you are a man when you're working when you're trying to do a good job in the world do a good job for your family kill stuff and drag it back to the cave mm-hmm you know, you have fear, you worry about not doing it that well. And anytime I feel that fear, I think about the reality of my life, which is if we went broke, your sister and Genevieve would help me start a taco stand. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they don't care. Mm -hmm. They love me. And so that feels um, good to be loved, doesn't it? It does. If you're listening, do that for your for your significant other. Let them know that no matter what happens, that you'll be right there. And that that's the greatest thing in the world is to know that you'll always 
have companionship. No one's going to abandon you. Mm-hmm. you know? Your parents have done a good job um, making that a mantra of their lives. Your dad has always said, Sharon, you can leave me, but I'm coming with you. He and, always says uh, yeah, that. You know, he just, said, he you need- try to divorce me, I'm going to pitch a tent in the front yard. I'm never leaving. <laughs> well, and what he's saying is I need to know that you're not going anywhere. And I know that. And it's just great. So, um, so yeah, marriage to Catherine has been a continuation of that, that foundational feeling I've always had. It's fun. And we have a lot of fun together. I mean, we... I got an RV. You got an RV we across an RV. America. I mean, we travel. We go all over Y'all the place. You travel with your rabbit, your hamster, and your dog. So one of the things that, <laughs> that your sister's type A personality ha- cannot stand is a blank calendar. So she if she sees a box on her calendar that doesn't have something to do in it, she's got a, she fills our dance card pretty good. She uh-huh. keeps me going, which is good because I would be a homebody without her and I never would have seen the things that we've seen or, or done the things we've done. And so, yeah, we bought an RV. I, I mentioned it as a joke to use it as a ranch house. And, uh, we bought it, put it at the ranch to have a place to sleep out there. And finally she said, you know, this thing has wheels on it. <laughs> Should we go uh, pull it around? And, <laughs> and so, yeah, we've, we've been doing that the last few years. Y'all are like is, looking up RV parks all over America. Like, ooh, this will be where, well, where we will RV this year. Yes. I love it. And now I want to buy an RV park or build one. Oh, I, I, I've awesome. got that in my mind. to do. You know, Michael's aunt owns an RV park right outside of Charleston. It's think, called Tacha. Taka. Think, think she'd sell it? It is truly <laughs> heaven. Like I had never been to an RV park and we went and stayed out there with an RV. Man, there's a little store. Everyone's so nice. It's so fun. Like some people live there full time. Other people just visit. RV parks are where it's at. It's the soft underbelly of the United States that, you know, you drive past these things your whole life going, eh, you know, RV park, right? You pull in there, and and it's a, this whole little microcosm of life. And people and are awesome. We love it. We love it. So that's been fun. We go all over the place. We go to the Bahamas together every year, a couple of times. Um, it's fun. Tell me when Michael and I were first parents. We sat out by the fire, actually here at Hog Creek. I think it was over Christmas, drinking some wine. Me having full-blown anxiety attacks and Michael being calm and you giving us parenting advice and you gave us some really good parenting advice and I would like you to share that with us here um do you remember it because I don't one time you said always smile that's definitely tell me about that well when you have a baby if it sees you smile every time you see it it's gonna smile back Mm mm-hmm if you're frowning at it every time you frown, it's going to be one of those frowny kids. And I wanted a smiley kid again, going back to desiring everything to be happy and be in a party. And so if you smile at your baby, every time you see it, it will smile back at you. And if you surround yourself with smiley people, you're going to be smiley. So better start with your kids. Um, True that. And so, yeah, just we did that as we were intentional about that, although that wasn't hard because (laughs) if you can't look at a baby and smile, you know, yeah, (laughs) they wear you out. It is it is mind boggling. Genevieve didn't sleep for a year. Yes. Um, She yeah, she she was not a good sleeper. And um, when you don't get enough sleep. Here's another piece of advice. If you're not sleeping, you're not thinking right. Mm-hmm. If you are worried all the time, man, you need some sleep. Mm-hmm. Because 
I started thinking the sky was going to fall. You know, I was standing over her worrying about things in my business, worrying, you know, I just had these irrational fears. But I think that's really normal. I had like panic attacks. I've always been kind of anxious, but like they went to a new level in pregnancy and having a baby. Well, now because you got somebody who's responsible for you. The scariest day of my life was the day that I found out Catherine was (laughs) pregnant with Genevieve. We had come home from a weekend at the ranch and I heard her scream in the bathroom. I went in there with my flip flop over my head because I thought there was a scorpion or something. I was going to go kill it. And she was holding a pregnancy test. I fell back on the bed and the ceiling was spinning because I realized in that moment I had done everything I could do to control the outcome of the situation. I can't pick the gender. can't Uh pick what kind of kid you're going to get. You can't make it healthy. You can't give it 10 toes. You are, you've lost control Mm -hmm. and being out of control is an uncomfortable feeling and kids take over a huge part of your life because they want to be fed like almost every day. And all the time. Yeah, I mean, and so you, I had this, this crazy thought that I, when I, when we had a baby, I was going to hold it with one hand and do the rest of my life with the other hand. Yeah. That's false. That is stupid. (laughs) They need a hundred percent of your attention. And so, um, yeah, I mean. It's just so heavy. It's so, but it's so amazing. I get now why everybody says it's the greatest thing you'll ever do, but it's also like the hardest and scariest thing. It's totally all those things. It is. And as your kids get older, it, it finally starts to get back to you. You know, I can remember the first time I woke up and Genevieve was on the couch eating a waffle that she had toasted for herself. And I thought, Oh my gosh, there is a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not an oncoming train. Um, we are going to get out of this. You know, she, she eventually will take care of herself and boy, has she, um, so yeah, it's, but kids make you better. Yeah. They make you a better version of yourself because, you know, if you just try to live a life of, you just can't be selfish when you're keeping another human being alive. I mean, who? when do you have the opportunity to stand over a crib looking at something's little chest going up and down, realizing you're 100% responsible for keeping that life going? It's scary. Yeah. And it, it, it forms you into a better version of yourself after time. Um, I love it. I love being a dad. It's really cool. You're a really great dad. You and Kat are really good parents. We've learned a lot from y'all. Y'all are really good at letting Genevieve figure things out on her own. And like she, you let her lead with her curiosity a lot. And y'all don't ever like yell at her or get frustrated with her. You always are good at explaining the situation. Like it's making her a really great thinker. You well, you know, when it comes to like the safety aspect or letting, letting her do things, we didn't really have any control over that. We went, we took her to um, visit my parents when she was very young and came back in the room and my mom had her cutting paper with scissors, (laughs) like sharp Fiskars scissors. And 
It was a test, I think. Mom, was it a test? Um, it was a test <laughs> to see if Catherine would let my mom, you know, my mom, that's how we ran our childhood. We just, there weren't a lot of rules, you know. They didn't, with six kids, you don't have time to administer all those rules. Mm-hmm. And so you can't police six kids. You just have to trust them and let yeah. them get hurt and all those kind of things. And so, anyway, it started early and I was the same way, My, you know, same philosophy, like, let her run down the driveway. She's going to smash her face. You know, it's not going to be the end of the world. And she did smash her face. She does have a toenail that's messed up because it got smashed um, under a skateboard that I was sitting on. And (laughs) I mean, talk about responsibility. I mean, just those things happen. And, but you just got to, you know, scars are not the end of the world. Getting hurt is good for you. Um, any kind of experience that lets you know you're going to make it is great. I remember when we walked to the Milford track in New Zealand, I had never done anything like that. Your family's good about, you know, these adventure well, Dad wants vacations. us to like be dropped off on the side of a mountain and survive for the rest of our he lives. He threw your, your little butts off a roof when you were kids <laughs> and taught you how to hit, hit and, and roll. roll. He read a newspaper article about these kids who had perished in a fire because they were too afraid to, to jump. jump off of a roof of a burning house. <clears throat> so we and practiced. that was not going to happen to his kids. So he took a ladder out, <laughs> made you climb up on the roof, jump off, and hit and roll. Which and that's one thing about Dad I will always give him credit for. He always was, he's let us have total freedom and like pursue whatever was our heart's desire. But he was like, we are going to know how to survive and we are going to know how to think for ourselves. Well, you know, there are two two parenting styles. One, you can work really hard to protect your children from everything that might happen to them. Or you can give them the tools to um, deal with the things that are going to happen to them. Mm-hmm. Kids are going to get hurt. Um, trying to protect them from every injury isn't realistic. Mm-hmm. It burdens you unfairly as a parent, and it runs the risk of leaving them ill-prepared. For when, when something they, does happen. Yeah, for, for dealing with hardship as they grow up. So it's your kind of opportunity to let them crash and burn a little bit. But it is scary. I mean, Genevieve broke her arm last year. Scared the heck out of me. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, you don't want your children to get hurt, especially an injury that, you know, that we see people having to deal with, you know, there are injuries that you can't recover from. And they can happen to anyone. Yeah. There's no, there's no protecting yourself. You just have to. And that's to, the part that I struggled with so much for a long time of having, it's like terrible anxiety with that. It can happen to anyone. It happens to the best people. It's like, it, that's the part of being a parent, but how does your faith come in to play with that? Well, of course. Of course. I mean, that is the foundation of my life, a belief in God and a belief that, you know, kind of my grandmother's philosophy, like, look, you live enough life. You're going to see some stuff. Mm -hmm. You're going to lose people who are important to you. You are going to lose things that are important to you, abilities that are important to you, you know, and, um, so definitely, I mean, if you, if you, uh, you've got to have faith and that faith is a really challenging thing because 
if you're if you're mildly intelligent it's hard to believe in something you can't see mm-hmm. period if you if you know science if you know the way the world turns believing in god is a challenge mm-hmm. and so you have to have a capacity for mystery to get there um i am tempted all the time by my own knowledge base to say it's not possible we're just a little twitching bag of chemicals and the reason i believe in god is that my you know the the ancestors who believed in this stuff also formed themselves into little groups and they were successful they lived and now i'm still here you Mm -hmm. know you can you can get real smart and talk yourself out of out of belief yeah Um, totally but i 99 percent of the time am a firm firm believer in uh, a god who loves me what has that felt like in your life i always like to talk to people about feeling god actually like personally because we all have different experiences and i think whenever you actually do feel god for yourself is when it makes it easier to believe in god at least for me that was how it went well, you know, like I said, I, I've lived a, a wonderful life, and I've always felt hashtag blessed. You know, <laughs> like I. So, it's, it, but that's not real. You but know? you also—it's your perception because you've had hard things happen to you. Yeah, um, I choose happiness. So we talked about that, but I think. Um, you know, God doesn't promise you sunshine and rainbows. That's not the promise of God. The promise is that he loves you and he'll take care of you in his own way. Mm-hmm. And I think the very best thing that has happened for my walk with faith is becoming a father because you hear about God the Father. He is our father, right, in in the Christian Bible, and I, you know, I never really focused on that side of God. He was more like God the ruler, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> or God the creator. Once you become a father or a parent, a mother, you understand what that means to be to be a parent. You know, like your child is safe; they can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. They can you. The, the story of the prodigal son, I was revisiting that last week. <clears throat> and, you know, you're always wanted. You're always welcome back home. Like, come on home. And I think that that is the joy of God. Like, that no matter what's going on in me, my life, He wants me. He mm-hmm. wants me. I am desired by Him. And that's a, what a great thing. Mm-hmm. You know, what a cool concept that there's some this you know huge being that wants me i mean that's cool and that everything that's happening is for your greatest good ultimately even if it doesn't feel like that yeah i mean well you know if you believe in if you believe in heaven if you believe in the bible the world is not where we're headed this is a place for us to be challenged this is a place for us to choose um and so he's not promising, you're not going to get. You're there, there is, an easy experience. There's no faith, no healthy faith, no healthy religion in this world that says, if you do everything, your life's going to be perfect. 
that's not that that's not his promise and no life if you look at any life out there no life is perfect and there's been stuff happening in the world for as long as it's been around that's it yeah either famine i mean look what's happening right now you cannot control these things and uh, we choose to believe in a god who allows these things to happen we can't understand why you know you um you don't know why children are allowed to get cancer. You don't know why pe- young people are allowed to die. We ha- that that goes back to the capacity for mystery. You know, you have to be open to understanding that he loves you and all of this is part of it, you know. Um yeah, I I, I love feeling sturdy in my faith. I love feeling loved and protected and and knowing that there is this great thing waiting for me if uh, if he lets me in. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I think you're going to get in, Willie. Oh, man. I don't know. Okay, so we're going to wrap up. This is really fun talking to you. I'm glad we it's documented really this conversation. talking to you, too. We, we always have these conversations, by the way. Sometimes by the fire. We had a little uh, late-night glass of wine. Man, I drank ago. a whole bottle by myself. That's well, you don't have to admit to volume, you know. Mistletoe, well, mistletoe. I woke up with a headache I'm not going to tell how teeth. much I bro- <laughs> Purple teeth in the I, morning. Yeah, that's strong. Well, because I'm sharing a room with Sunny, so I came in there with my purple teeth, and I'm like, I'm not going to go brush them. That's wake it. her up. Yep. I'm going to wake up with purple teeth, and also I probably just was really ready to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you always give me good brotherly advice. I never well, yeah, had a brother. And you give me good sisterly advice. I love your perspective of the you world. You taught me the younger sister version. You never had a younger sister. sister. Never did. Never did. I've got two wonderful older sisters who are awesome. I talked to both of them yesterday, but um, yeah, it's uh, you have been a wonderful little sister. It's been fun, and even when you didn't like me (laughs) in Spain, I knew you'd come around. I came around. So I always end with leave your light, and it's really wide open. What do you want people to know? Just very wide open, just the first thing that comes to mind. Man, um, just find the best way to be happy in your own version of that. Find a way to feel safe and happy. And to also, um, one of the best ways to get there is to provide that feeling for somebody else. Whether it's a a parent or a sibling or an old neighbor or a child. Um, or a spouse. Find a way. If if you can find a way to give that away, you'll feel it yourself just in doing that. So, man, just be happy. Smile at, smile today. This is a fun time. What a crazy time to be alive. And I know. What are your thoughts about navigating this in the world? I don't have a care in the world. You know, I, I think it's... Um, I'm going to be smart. I'm sitting here with you and Michael in the middle of the country and we're, we're doing our best to, I don't want to get sick mm-hmm. mostly be from the functional standpoint. I don't believe that I would die if I got coronavirus, but, um, I don't want to be trapped in some hospital that they're not letting me out of or something mm-hmm. like that. So we're trying to stay healthy. Um, but I don't, I don't fear this at all. Mm-hmm. I've lived through H1N1, SARS, bird flu, swine flu, Y2K. I mean, there's always some 9/11 thing coming at you. It's and, just so uh, it's just wild. Just it's just a wild time. Yes. Yes, these times come. Mm-hmm. Pay off your debt. Y'all hear me? 
Go look up Dave Ramsey. Ramsey. I mean, I love Dave Ramsey. You love Dave Ramsey. And uh, yeah, go if you don't know who Dave Ramsey is, go find him because when you, if you if you don't have those pressures, if you can find a way to get your financial financial house in order, um, everything else becomes easier. Everything. Mm-hmm. Buying a new Tahoe will not make you happy. Having the money you spent on that Tahoe <laughs> in your bank can because it keeps you safe in these times you don't have to uh to worry so that's it there's my light stay financially strong because that's kind of a that's a thing in this in this world money can't buy you happiness but it sure is fun to cry in a ferrari (laughs) Uh, (laughs) stay happy just stay happy yeah go make somebody else happy and it will make you happy I love that. Yeah. Thanks, bro, for recording your Thank life with you. me on this my is podcast. So fun. Didn't even have to use a safe word. Oh yes. We made I love it. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks. Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.